Praise God, praise God, praise God. What a mighty God we serve. Woo, glory to God in the highest. Since I'm super excited to come your way today again, bringing to you once more the saving gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Such a privilege that grace has granted us to feast on this eternal word of life. And I'm excited that God is giving us access to your space. And you too have generously allowed us access to your space to bring you this gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. You couldn't get anything better in this universe. Hallelujah. Praise God. So we began a teaching series on the present ministry of Christ. We began to examine and to see what Jesus is doing for us at the right hand of God. You know, a lot of us already have been taught that Jesus is our Savior, and that is true. A lot of us have been taught that Jesus is our healer by stripes we were healed, and that is true. And a lot of us at the same time have been taught that Jesus is our baptizer, and that is true. We have even been taught that Jesus is the coming king, and there is no doubt about that. But the question now is, if we have been taught what Jesus did and what Jesus is coming for, what is Jesus doing now? So Jesus is not just seated at the right hand having a leisure time. No, sir. Jesus, the moment he rose from the dead and is seated at the right hand, had an appointment. That word, Catizo in Ephesians 120, actually means to be appointed or to be conferred with the kingdom. So Jesus has a responsibility. And the introduction of this teaching, we've been able to establish that Jesus is both prince and a savior. Hallelujah. Praise God. So we saw that in the book of Acts chapter 5 from verse number 30 to 33, that is now a prince an archegos and a savior a sota hallelujah so jesus is reigning and he's ruling in the book of uh in the book of uh psalm 110 verse number one the lord said to my lord see that my right until i made the enemy that first to the rod of the strength proceed that of zion rule thou in the midst of thine enemies so jesus is ruling uh, in the midst of his enemies. So he, the kingdoms are the Lord and his governor among the nation. So not all forces and despotic powers and all cosmocrators of this world are, subs are subservient to the rulership and lordship of Christ. Not because it's not been exalted, but because Jesus in this present season is subduing their rebellion and the kingdom is expanding its influence through the church. Hallelujah. Praise God. So that is captured in Psalms chapter number 2. If you read from verse number 1 till the end of him, till verse number 12, you see that Psalm 2 is divided into four different categories or four different faces. And one to four, five talk about the rebellion of the kings and how they don't want Jesus to reign and of course they, they say let us cast their cord away from us the holy one shall laugh God shall laugh at them in the rising but God reinstated and he emphasized that his king is been established upon the mountain of Zion. Hallelujah. Praise God. Zion being a representation, prophetic representation for the church. Um, through the church, Jesus is reaching out to the nations of the world. So he declared the decree that has been established that he is the son of God. I say, I have declared the decree. I will declare the decree. Thou art my son, this day have I begotten you. When Jesus rose from the dead, he became the firstborn from the dead and the first fruit of them that are asleep. Hallelujah, praise God. So Jesus as the firstborn is the prince of the king of the earth. We established that already in the introduction of this teaching, the present ministry of Christ. So 
we want to also see the second side of it that Jesus is the Savior. So to us in the church that have accepted the Lordship of Jesus Christ, what is Jesus doing for us right now at the right hand of God? And that is what we are looking at today. We are going to be seeing Jesus, our high priest. Jesus has the responsibility as the high priest of the new covenant and the high priest of the believer in the book of Hebrews chapter number 8 verse number 1 hallelujah glory now of the things which we have spoken this is the song we have such an high priest who is set on the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens we have such an high priest Jesus is the high priest who is set on the right hand. Hallelujah. It's the same Greek word, katizo, which means to appoint. So he has an appointment. He has an assignment even seated at the right hand of God. So he is katizo on the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens. Hallelujah. Glory. So he is there in the heaven as our high priest. He has a present function as our high priest. Hallelujah, praise God. And it's very important because in Hebrews chapter number 3, it says, sends a public invitation to every believer who are partakers of the heavenly calling. Look at what it says in Hebrews 3 verse number 1. It said, wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and the high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. As at what was it the apostle? Apostello means the sent one. So when he came to the three and a half years assignment to die for our sin. But when he rose from the dead, he became a high priest. He became a high priest. Under the old covenant, there are no priesthood from the lineage of Judah. Under the priesthood of Levi. Under the law of Moses. But Jesus, when he rose up, he became the high priest of the new covenant. Hallelujah, praise God. So Jesus is the high priest of our Christian profession, our homologio, our Christian faith. That's why I say we should consider, to consider Jesus, to observe him fully, who is the high priest of our Christian profession. His assignment as the writer, what is it doing for the believer today? What is the present ministry of Jesus Christ at the right hand? He is our high priest. Glory to God in the highest. And so we are looking at all of this thing because in Colossians chapter number 3 verse number 1, it says, if you be risen with Christ, seek those things that are above where Christ is seated. There are a lot of believers who come to church, they don't want to know Christ. They don't have business about Jesus because they have a herbalistic mentality about the church. So their own issue is when I have a problem like a hospital, I come to fix it or I come looking for a word. Christianity is beyond that. No, there is a syllabus. Jesus, when he rose, said, Lord, authority in heaven and on earth has been given unto me. And he said something very powerful. Go into all the world and make a disciple. The Greek word disciple means a student. So as a student, you are to be taught, to be mature, to grow. Because you are called and given grace according to purpose given to you in Christ. And so if you don't come to this understanding, if you don't follow this path, you'll see that you are ever learning but never able to come to the knowledge of truth. You remain a babe. And so you can't handle a lot of things that have been prepared for you. And you have to grow and increase in wisdom, in knowledge, in grace. 
and work strong in spirit as these revelations begin to come to you. So, if you have a reason with Christ, seek those things above where Christ is sitting. We have a mutual responsibility as believers in Christ to seek those things. Jesus is our high priest. And that is the function which he is carrying out right now at the right hand of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, the believer must understand that the moment you become born again, you are also a priest. That word high priest is the Hebrew word Akerus. Let's look at this. Consider Jesus, who is the apostle, and the high priest. The Greek word is very instructive. Akerus. And Akerus means the chief of the priests. So Jesus is the first and the chief of the lineage of priests. So we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. That we should show for the praise of him that called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. So we are a royal priesthood, which means we are a priest from the lineage of royalty, kingship. So we are made a king priest in the book of Revelation chapter 1. Glory to God in the highest. Revelation 1, 5 and 6 from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the king of the earth, kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and had made us kings and priests unto God and his father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. When he washed us and redeemed us, he made us kings and priests to the Lord our God. So we are royal priesthood, which is king priests. But Jesus is the Archeros, which means the chiefest among the priests. How do you understand your priesthood assignment if you don't understand the high priesthood assignment of Jesus, who is the chief of all the priests who is seated at the right hand of God? We are seated with him, soon Katizo. We are seated with him at the right hand. He is accomplishing the work of... The Let's look more into scriptures. To get a robust understanding. If you look at the book of Hebrews chapter number 2. Verse number 16 to 18. You will see an importation of spiritual understanding. For verily he took not on him the nature of the angels. But he took on him the seed of Abraham. Wherefore in all things. It behooved him. To be made like unto his brethren. That he might be a merciful and a faithful high priest. In things pertaining to God. To make reconciliation for the sins of the people. For in that himself had suffered being tempted. Is able to succor them that are tempted. Glory to God in the highest. And high priest has a spiritual responsibility. We'll look into that briefly. Hallelujah. So but Jesus is made like unto his brethren. He didn't take on the nature of angels. Angels have their own nature. They are spirit being. They have their own nature with its own characteristics. But we are men. So we have our own nature with our own characteristics. So Jesus didn't put on the nature of angels. He became lower than the angel for the suffering of death. So he took on the nature of the seed of Abraham according to Hebrews 2.14. So he, the purpose he did that is he wants to feel what we feel. So that he can be a merciful and a faithful high priest. Concerning the things that pertain to God. To make reconciliation for the sins. So Jesus 
is a faithful and a merciful high priest. Because he has suffered being tempted, he is able to succor them that are tempted. So because he, he, he took on the nature of man, and he suffered temptation like you and I. So he is faithful. He understands what you are going through. He knows how he feels. He understands the temptations and the trials. And the challenges. Hallelujah. Praise God. Many times believers don't realize that there is nothing they are going through. That Jesus does not understand. In Hebrew, in the book of Jeremiah chapter 8 verse 21. He said, for the heart of the daughter of my people was I heart. Hallelujah, praise God. So he took on the nature of man that he might be a faithful high priest because he understands that after laying down his life, he has a further responsibility at the right hand to be a high priest concerning the things that pertain unto God. And that is why in Hebrews chapter number 4, he says something very encouraging to all believers. From verse number 14 to 16, Hebrews chapter 4. Seeing then that we have a great high priest. Hallelujah, glory. We have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast the profession. Let us hold fast our profession. Hallelujah. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are. Yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace. That we may obtain mercy. And find grace to help in time of need. Isn't it encouraging? Isn't it a joy? That you know that our senior brother Jesus. The firstborn of the family of God's sons. Who is the high priest of God's eternal family. Understand exactly how he feels. Are you tempted? Are you in the midst of battles? Are you challenged? Are you going through a situation you cannot explain? Jesus went through everything and even more. So you understand. And he knows how to help you. And so this buttresses our confidence to approach. To come into the presence of the Father. Understanding that there are two angels receiving us at the gate. And the throne which we approach is not the throne of judgment. It's the throne of grace. So he said to obtain mercy and find grace. Mercy is standing at the left. Grace is standing at the right. What is the responsibility of mercy and grace? Mercy cancels the judgment that you deserve. And grace offers you the blessing and privileges that you don't deserve. Hallelujah. Praise God. So we come to the throne of grace. We, to obtain mercy and find grace. You need mercy, you can come boldly. You need grace. You can come boldly. He giveth more grace because the high priest over the house of God is Jesus who is touched with the feelings of our infirmity. He was an open tempted as we, yet without sin. So he's a worthy representation, a worthy representative, and a worthy helper, and a worthy high priest. Hallelujah. Praise God. So God is giving us a confidence and assurance that we should approach. You see? Let's go a little deeper into this teaching. Our high priest. We have, we have an high priest, saints. We have an high priest. And I rejoice to announce that Jesus is not sleeping, sleeping or slumbering at the right hand. He is there to carry out a priestly assignment. 
Hallelujah, praise God. Let's look at uh, the book of um, Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter number 10. Let's look at from verse number 19. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. Because the blood of Christ was shed, we have all reserved boldness to enter into the holiest of all, such that they could not do under the Aaronic priesthood. We are coming to show you the difference between Aaronic priesthood and Melchizedek priesthood because the priesthood of Christ is not after the order of Aaron, it's after the order of Melchizedek. It's a superior priesthood and an eternal priesthood. Hallelujah, praise God. We're coming to deal with that. So, he said we should come with boldness and enter with boldness. There's still a lot of people today when they lift up their hands in prayer, they feel condemned. They feel unworthy. They feel fear. Their conscience is condemning them because of their mistake. Listen to me. You have a high priest that can be touched with the feelings of your infirmity. He was not point tempted like you. Yet to tell sin. So he's ready to help you with mercy and grace receiving you at the throne of mercy. At the throne of grace. Hallelujah. Praise God. You see, God don't want you to cut off fellowship. And establish a means through which such that happened in the garden when Adam fell off fellowship with God. And when he heard the voice of God coming in the garden, he began to run away because the sinner runneth where no man approached. Where no man where the sinner runneth where no man approached. When when no man is even condemning, he begins to run. So, because a sinner will always run away, and God wants us to draw near. So he gave us an high priest that have gone through what we can ever go through so that he can be a merciful one. Because any of the things are pertinent. He seen a run that way, no man pursued. Then they began to run. But glory to God, we cannot approach with boldness because we have an high priest in the, in the presence of the Father for us. Verse number 20, by a new and living way which he had consecrated for us, through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. He has consecrated a new and living way. Not the old ways of the law, but the new ways of the new covenant. Through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. Hallelujah. And having an high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. No confidence in our works. Full assurance of faith, having a heart sprinkled from an evil conscience and a body washed with pure water. Glory to God in the highest. Our heart is sprinkled from an evil conscience through the blood that was shed. And our bodies washed with pure water. Hallelujah. And the water is the word. You are cleansed, he said in John 15, 3, through the word which I speak unto you. So we have boldness to approach. Because it's not the throne of condemnation, it's the throne of grace. And the high priest is standing to receive us. Hallelujah, praise God. So the high priest has a responsibility. In the book of Hebrews chapter 5 from verse number 1. Every high priest ordained has an assignment. Has a responsibility. Hebrews chapter 5 verse number 1 to 5. And 10. Hallelujah. For every high priest taken from among men is ordained for men in things pertaining to God, 
that he may offer both gifts and sacrifice for sin. An angel couldn't have been a high priest. Because angels are spirits. And high priest must be taken from among men. You will soon see the reason why. Ordained for men in things pertaining to God that he might offer both gifts and sacrifice. What sacrifice did Jesus offer? He offered his own blood. And he offered it once and for all, not like the priests of the ironic lineage who are limited by death and who are sinners themselves who have to first offer for their own sin before they offer for the sin of the nation of Israel. But this high priest was not tempted as we yet without sin and he offered his blood once and forever so that every believer can obtain eternal redemption and have a perpetual and abetted access into the presence of the Father. By him we have access into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. So, and I precise ordained for men in the things pertaining to God that he may offer both gifts and sacrifice for sins. Who can have compassion on the ignorant and on them that are out of the way? For that he himself also is compassed with infirmity. So this is the reason why an high priest must be taken from among men. He must have the feelings of infirmity so that he can know how he feels. And then he can be merciful and compassionate even to the ignorant and to the weak. And by reason hereof he ought as for the people so also for himself to offer for sin. And no man take his honor to himself, but he that is called of God as was Aaron. So Jesus didn't take this honor to himself. You cannot self-appoint yourself as a high priest. Verse number five. So also Christ glorified not himself to be made an high priest, but he that said unto him, Thou art my son, today have I begotten thee. And of course, we already quoted that in the book of Psalms chapter 2, verse number 7. Hallelujah, praise God. We already covered that in the introductory part. Psalm chapter 2, verse number 7. And if you read Psalm 110 from verse number 4, you will see that the prophetic scripture declaring his priesthood after the order of Melchizedek is also seen and established in the scriptures of the prophet. Hallelujah, praise God. So also Christ glorified not himself to be made an high priest, but he that said unto him, Thou art my son, today have I begotten thee. As he said also in another place, thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Quoting Psalms 2, verse number 7, and Psalm 110, verse number 4. Glory to God in the highest. Verse number 10. Called of God and high priest after the order of Melchizedek. So when Jesus rose in his exhortation, he received an appointment uh, as a high priest for us over the house of God. Hallelujah, praise God. So this defines his responsibility. And so we are going to look at the comparison of the high priesthood of Christ as it compared with the priesthood of Aaron. Because Jesus has a better priesthood in Hebrews chapter 7 from verse number 11. He talks about the need for the priesthood of Christ. If therefore perfection were by the Levitical priesthood, for under it the people received the law. What further need was there that another priest should rise 
after the order of Melchizedek and not after the order of Aaron. So if we could get perfection under the Aaronic priesthood, which is under the law of Moses, then why do we need another high priest? For the priesthood being changed, there is made of necessity a change also of the law. Because the priesthood changed, the law changed. Under the, priest, uh, under the law of Moses, the priesthood was from the tribe of Aaron. And a lot of people today who are trying to buttress and overemphasize the old covenant, don't you understand? That if you are following the old covenant, you are not qualified to be a preacher. You cannot be a priest or a preacher to do the service of God in the house of God, except from you are from the tribe of Levi, according to the order established by Moses under the law. But there is a change of priesthood and there is a change of law because there is a change of covenant. So there is a new covenant now. And because of the new covenant, Jesus is our high priest and every believer is a royal priest. Glory to God. And that's what gives access or license people like us who are not originally from the tribe of Levi to be a priest of God concerning the things that pertain to God. Glory to God. Verse 12, for the priesthood being changed, there is made of necessity a change also of the law. For he of whom these things are spoken pertaining to another tribe of which no man gave attendance at the altar. Of course, under the law of Moses, the priesthood is from the tribe of Levi, not from the tribe of Judah, where Jesus came originally according to the flesh. For it is evident that our law sprang out of Judah, of which tribe Moses spoke nothing concerning priesthood. Hallelujah. And it is yet far more evident for that after the similitude of Melchizedek, there ariseth another priest who is made not after the law of carnal commandment, which is the old covenant, the law of Moses, but after the power of an endless life. Glory to God in the highest. You see why the priesthood of Jesus is different from Levitical priesthood. Hallelujah. Praise God. So Jesus priesthood, the scripture spoke about the rising of another priest whose order is the order of Melchizedek and not the ironic order. So the prophetic scripture captured that just like we have said earlier. And so the scripture began to open our eyes to see and to establish us in understanding in Hebrews chapter 5 verse number 6 and then Hebrews chapter 7 verse number 1 to 9. Hebrews chapter 5 verse number 6 As he said also in another place Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. So the priesthood of Jesus Christ according to the prophetic scripture is to be not after the order of Aaron because to be that you have to be from the tribe of Levi but after the order of Melchizedek. Hallelujah praise God because it's meant to be an eternal priesthood such that have no end. So, it shows us what is the Melchizedek priesthood order. What does it how, What does it talk about? In Hebrews chapter 7, from verse number 1 to 9. For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings, and bless him. To whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all, first being by interpretation king of righteousness, and after that, also king of Salem, which is king of peace. Without father, without mother, without descent, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but made like unto the Son of God, abided a priest continually. 
Now consider how great this man was, unto whom even the patriarch Abraham gave the tenth of his spoils. And verily, they that have the sons of Levi, who receive the office of the priesthood, have a commandment to take tithes of the people according to the law, that is, of their brethren, though they come out of the loins of Abraham. For he whose descent is not counted, from them receive tithes of Abraham and bless him that heard the promises. And without a contradiction, the less is blessed of the better. And here men that die receive tithes, but there he received them of whom it is witness that he liveth. Verse number nine. And as I may say, may so say, Levi also who receive a tithe pay tithe in Abraham. Hallelujah. Praise God. All tithe belongs to the eternal priesthood. So it shows us the superiority of the Melchizedek priesthood as it differs from Aaronic priesthood. And it shows us the reason why the priesthood of Christ is patterned after the Melchizedek priesthood and not the Aaronic priesthood. And I will just show you the differences just right now. Number one, it showed us that the priesthood of Aaron had limitation in that in Adam, it pay, in Abraham, it paid tight unto Melchizedek. So if Jesus has come after the order of Aaron, it will be lesser than Melchizedek. Because the Levite would collect tight under the old covenant, pay tight in Abraham to Melchizedek. And without controversy, the less is blessed by the greater. Hallelujah, praise God. Number two, it also showed us by reason of scripture that the priesthood of Melchizedek has no beginning or end because this man's descent was not counted because it was to be a pattern of Christ. So it shows us that he was made like unto the Son of God. The Son of God was not made like unto him, but he was made like unto the Son of God. Hallelujah, praise God. So, Melchizedek appeared on the scene, and the record of his descent was not recorded, in order for him to showcase to the old covenant believers a pattern of the priesthood of Christ, which is an eternal priesthood, because it is an endless priesthood, and is not limited by death. So it was made like unto the Son of God. So it was being compared to Jesus, not Jesus being compared to him. Hallelujah. And then he also talked about the priesthood being a king priest, which is not available under the old covenant because the Levitical priesthood don't do kingship. Kings come under the old covenant from the tribe of Judah, but priests come from the tribe of Levi. But the Melchizedek priesthood has a combination of a king priest. And Jesus' own priesthood is a king priesthood. He had made us king and priest. And so he is the prince of the kings of the earth. is the king of kings and the lord of law. At the same time, the high priest of the new covenant. So that king, king priest pattern, which we have received in him as royal priesthood, was according to the Melchizedek priesthood. Hallelujah, praise God. So, it shows us the differences and the superiority of the high priesthood of Christ as it differs from the Aaronic priesthood. 
And then he showed us further the reason why the high priesthood of Christ is still the more superior than the priesthood of Aaron under the old covenant. In Hebrews chapter number 9, verse number 6 to 12, he showed us further why the priesthood of Christ to which we belong also is a superior priesthood. Hebrews 9, 6 to 12. Now when these things were thus ordained, the priest went always into the first tabernacle, accomplishing the service of God. But into the second, when the high priest alone once every year, not without blood which he offered for himself and for the errors of the people, the Holy Ghost did signify that the way into the earliest of all was not yet made manifest, while as at the first tabernacle was yet standing. So the Holy Ghost is showing us that under the priesthood of Aaron, the way into the holiest of all was not yet revealed. Verse number 9, which was a figure for the time then present, in which were offered both gifts and sacrifices that could not make him that did the service perfect as pertaining to the conscience, which stood only meats and in drinks and diverse washings and cannot ordinances imposed on them until the time of reformation. But Christ being come, an high priest of good things to come, by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hand, that is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of goats and cow, but by his own blood, he entered once into the holy, holy place, having obtained eternal redemption to, for us. Glory to God. Hallelujah, praise God. So we are seeing uh, the priesthood of Christ superior to the Aaronic priesthood. In that, under the old covenant, the Aaronic priesthood, the way into the holiest of all, was not yet been revealed. So the people cannot come into the presence of the Father. No. Only the high priest go once in a year with blood. And then that was an indication revealing to us that under that covenant, the way in has not been revealed. But he has consecrated for us a new and living way where we can all approach. We're not waiting for nobody. We can all come into the presence of the Father because we can come with boldness. We have an high priest, Jesus, even in a better tabernacle, in heaven. Glory to God. And this tabernacle, he said, is not made with hand like the tabernacle of Moses was made with hand. Glory to God in the highest. So it shows us the superiority of this priesthood of Christ that did not offer the blood of goat and of calf, but through the eternal spirit, he offered himself without spot unto God. You see the superiority? And the reason why we must be bold, and the reason why we must come boldly and approach, not allowing anything to stop us, from assessing and coming into the very presence of the Father. So Jesus became the forerunner to go ahead of us and to go in for us. In Hebrews chapter number 6, verse number 17 to 20, he made us to realize that. Wherein God will him have born and to show unto the years of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirming by an oath, that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation which have fled for refuge to lay hold on the hope set before us, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, which entered into that within the veil. They could not enter under the Aaronic priesthood. But this enter within the veil. Whether the foreigner is for us, enter. Even Jesus made an high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Glory to God. Glory to God. Our confidence and our hope, our anchor holds firmly on this grief and on this confidence that enters within the veil. There is no barrier anymore. When he shed his blood on the cross, the veil 
separating the holiest of all and the holy place, tore from the top to the bottom. And access was granted us. Hallelujah. Praise God. Glory to God. He offered an eternal redemption for us. He offered himself through the eternal spirit without spot unto God. According to the record of Hebrews chapter 9 verse number 14. How much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit of himself without spot to God purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. So that blood purged our conscience from dead work to serve the living one, the living God because he offered himself without spot. It is the blood of Christ that granted us this access. Turn the veil and consecrated for us a new and living way whereby we can approach the presence of the Father with boldness. Hallelujah, praise God. And that is why we believers must take advantage of what Christ has made available and approach the throne with confidence. Hallelujah, praise God. This is to open our understanding to understand that we have an high priest in the presence of the Father, in the true tabernacle in heaven, and grants the believer assurance, a persuasion to approach no matter the situation, to have an understanding that the high priest is there and the throne of grace is there and mercy and grace is awaiting us because of the present ministry of Jesus Christ as our high priest. We can approach to obtain mercy and to find grace. All that Christ has made provision for in the new covenant is under the jurisdiction and offering of grace. And our approach, we can always come to obtain mercy. No matter the volume of the voice of judgment, it is silenced and quieted by the volume or the voice of mercy. Mercy! Raise the volume and keep speaking for us so that we can always approach unabated and unhindered. Glory to God in the highest. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, the Bible says, as we begin to round up in the book of in the book of Hebrews chapter 7, verse number 26. Hallelujah. For such an high priest became us, who is holy, harmless, undefined, separated from sinners, and made higher than ever. Look at that high priest. This is the kind of high priest that befit you and I who have believed in his atoning sacrifice and have received his redemptive work. Hallelujah, praise And high priest who is holy, our representative in the presence of God is holy. Number two, he's harmless. Number three, he's undefiled. Number four, he's separate from sinners. Number five, he's made higher than the heavens. What a worthy high priest we have. What a superior high priest we have. Hallelujah, praise God. Under the old, they could not approach. But today, our high priest grant us access. He entered for us, turned the veil, and granted us access to always approach with, with confidence, without fear. He consecrated the new and living way. When his body was wrapped on the, on the cross, turned apart on the cross, the veil separating us from the presence of the Father was torn from the top to the bottom. So that we can always approach with confidence. Hallelujah. Praise God. So conclusively, the high priesthood of Jesus, better by far than the erroneous priesthood under the old covenant. Because this is after the order of Melchizedek. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, it's running on the better covenant, which is revealed to us in Hebrews chapter 8, verse 7 to 13. Established on the better sacrifice, which is revealed to us in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 12 to 14. 
This is in the true and the real tabernacle, not in the shadow, which is revealed to us in Hebrew chapter 8, verse 1 to 2, and chapter 9, verse number 11. And his eternal priesthood, his high priesthood, is eternal, not limited by death, like they have to appoint new priests every time the high priest die under the old covenant. This is revealed to us in Hebrew chapter 7, verse 23 to 25. And then the high priest, which is a high priest, doesn't have to sacrifice for his own sin before he sacrifices for the sin of the people, like they do under the old covenant, because he is sinless and he has offered through his sinless blood an eternal redemption for us. So he's higher than all heaven. Nothing in heaven, on earth, on any the earth, can separate us or limit us or hinder us from approaching the presence of the Father to obtain mercy and grace because Jesus, our high priest, is made higher than all heaven. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, in that uh, Hebrews 7, 26 to 28, say, For such a high priest became us who is holy, harmless, undefined, separate from sinners, and made higher than the heavens, who needed not daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifice, first for his own sin, and then for the people. For this he did once when he offered up himself, for the law maketh men, high priests, which have infirmity. But the word of the oath, which was since the law, maketh the son, who is consecrated forever and ever. The firstborn in the family of God's eternal sons is our high priest. We are also kings and priests. According to Revelation chapter 5, verse number 9, uh, verse number 10. And Jesus. Who made us priests is our high priest. And so when we understand our high priest who is seated at the right hand and standing in for us and giving us the confidence to approach the presence of the Father, then we can always come boldly to receive all that he has provided for us in his finished work. Saints, we have an high priest over the house of God and we have been invited to come boldly without fear. To have an understanding that we have an high priest that can be touched with the feelings of our infirmity. To understand that it's not against us, but it's for us. And to hold, hold fast with confidence our profession of faith and approach without fear, without wavering, because he is faithful that have promised. Glory to God in the highest. I believe this teaching has blessed you. Jesus, our high priest, has a present assignment which holds at the right hand of God. It's an eternal priesthood which is carrying out right now in the very presence of the Father. And you and I are kings and priests. And Jesus is our high priest. He's the chiefest of the priests. I hope this teaching has blessed you. Please share it on your uh, platforms, on all of your social media platforms. And let this message go around to be a blessing to uh, as many as will hear it. And so that you can be a conduit pipe through which somebody is getting to learn Christ to understand the present ministry of Christ. And by the grace of God, I will see you in the next teaching as we continue on the present ministry of Christ. Be blessed. Amen. You make my life so beautiful. And as you are, you have made me. There's nothing greater than this That's why I love you forever